Welcome to Swing Left Nebraska. We are the regional chapter of Swing Left dedicated to engaging the community and helping Democratic candidates win in Nebraska. The radical Republican Party stripped away reproductive rights, sideline climate crisis measures, banned books, voted against access to birth control, and LGBTQIA plus rights. And they are just getting started. They introduced over 440 voter suppression bills because the radical Republicans know they can't win with their harmful and unpopular policies. They are shamelessly trying to grab power by using fraud, fear, and fascism. We must turn our anger into action and move from resistance to persistence. We'll give you the information, inspiration, and tools you need to motivate Democratic-leaning voters to show up on November 8th to vote them out and elect pro-democracy candidates who will fight for a more equitable, inclusive, and prosperous Nebraska. Let's mobilize. Let's take action. Let's go. Hello. Welcome. My name is Leah. I am a volunteer with Swing Left Nebraska and your host today. I want to extend a big podcast high five to new friends and old friends because you guys are awesome. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning in to learn about ways we can win in Nebraska on November 8th and beyond. So let's do a show. In today's episode, I had the privilege of welcoming Patty Penzing Brooks back as a guest for a second time on the Swing Left Nebraska podcast. I wanted to have her on again to discuss her amazing success with the special election that was held on June 28th and hear about her plan for to victory in the midterms on November 8th. So let me go ahead and bring everyone up to speed on all the things. Patty won the Democratic candidate in the primary on May 10th for Congressional District 1, which covers Lancaster, Dodge, Madison, Norfolk, Butler, Cass, Colfax, Cumming, Platt, Seward, Staten, Polk, and Sarpy County, my stomping ground. The seat was held by Jeff Fortenberry. But he officially resigned on March 31st due to his conviction for three federal felonies for lying to the FBI about illegal campaign donations. As a result, GOP State Senator Mike Flood of Norfolk faced Patty for a special election to serve the remainder of Jeff Fortenberry's term until January of this year. Patty lost by a teeny tiny amount. In other words, she crushed it. She literally only lost by 6%. This was the closest election in this district since 1974. Let me assure you, Patty can win this race. I spoke to Patty on July 13th. That was just one day after Mike Flood was sworn into Congress. I have to be honest with you, I've had to re-record this intro several 
times. Since he took his oath of office, Flood voted against the Amber Alert type warning system for active shooters. He voted against an amendment to monitor white supremacy in the military and law enforcement. He voted against a bill that would have codified Roe and protected women's constitutional right to travel to another state to receive an abortion. But wait, there's more. He also voted against a bill sanctifying the same-sex and mixed-race marriages. Oh, and finally, he voted against protecting the right to use contraceptives into law. In less than two weeks, Mike Flood's radical voting record in Congress shows how out of touch he is with Nebraskans and honestly, the entire United States. Now, more than ever is the time to elect Patty Penzing Brooks because she will go to Washington to fight for the values that matter the most to Nebraskans and what is best for the country. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the show, Patty. It is such a treat to be able to chat with you again. I was super ecstatic to see your results from the special election. You and your team did an incredible job proving that this district is flippable. Yeah, we're really excited too. I'm glad you understand our excitement. Some people who haven't really followed numbers, you know, have sort of been sending me sympathy cards. And I'm like, no, we're excited. This is awesome. And I feel really happy. I'm grateful to my team and all the people who have been so kind and supportive, including you, and all the work that you do. So thank you. Thank you to everybody. You make it easy. I think we're so lucky to have a candidate like you. I had to kind of push back to you. I had a, a few friends, you know, reach out and they're bummed. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is great. And now you guys have the data to really be able to look back over and say, okay, these are the places we need to hit up. I mean, it looks like Lancaster County had higher than expected. A little embarrassed about my Sarpy County, but um, we're going to oh. do something about it. I'm going to start hosting a weekly letter postcard meeting at my house. Oh, get the volunteers, nice. get the community together. Well, you are darling. And you know, part of it was, I mean, we know where we need to be. And clearly Sarpy is, is one of the areas. And of course, I think the Sarpy voters were a little bit confused about the redistricting and the fact that they're now in that district. That's understandable. And also the election commissioner didn't send out the vote by mail application. Yeah, I know firsthand that the redistricting caused some confusion for folks. And had those vote by mail applications gone out, I honestly think that it would have made a lot more people aware that the special election was taking place. And I think probably there would have been a way higher turnout in general. So moving forward, what are some of your priorities that you are focused on right now? We have to get young people engaged. We really have to help everybody understand, you know, what is at stake here? And, you know, people say, well, to vote because your life depends on it. Well, that's that's actually true here. People's lives are actually depending on our votes to protect women's reproductive rights and protect women's ability to access birth control and to to both start a family with in vitro fertilization. You know, I think we may become the first country that penalizes for not having a child and penalizes for trying to have a child. 
with in vitro fertilization. How ridiculous is that? I mean, it's terrifying. The Roe decision officially came down like a few days before the special election. Do you feel like that fired up a base that wasn't really paying attention? I do feel like it fired up a base. If it had happened a week earlier, I think the shock of it was going on during those few days after the election. And I think people couldn't even figure out what to do next and or realize, okay, we can make a difference by voting Tuesday, the 28th of June. So we will be singing this song loud and strong as we approach November. And we have just got to help people recognize that each, I think it was Coretta Scott King who said each generation has to fight for democracy. And this is very clear right now. We have got to get young people geared up and understanding we have to claim our country back. Do you think that college being back in August, do you think that will help significantly? I really hope it'll help. We're intending to reach out to colleges and, and the university and community colleges in the district. So I think it's, it's positive. I hear that the other side, that my opponent will be doing some of that as well. And, and that's fine. But when we're talking about infringing on rights to contraception and the ability for people to have same-sex intimacy inside of marriage or other places, I think that will fall on very hollow ears of our young people. After these messages, we'll be right back. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. On July 31st, Swing Left Nebraska is hosting a backyard hangout. Drop in anytime from 3 to 6 p.m. There is a $25 suggested donation that includes beer and wine tasting and a raffle entry. 100% of any donation you give to Swing Left Nebraska goes towards the cost of stamps, envelopes, printing that we use to get out the vote, and the production cost of this podcast. Head to the swingleftnebraska.com website and go to the event page for more information to RSVP. We can't wait to see you. And if you can't make it, you can always toss a tip in the tip jar on that page as well. Swingleftnebraska.com. How are you talking to folks who may be registered as a Republican or independent, but want to continue to live in a world free from the government infringing on their privacy? It is very clear that there are moderate Republicans and independents who are very concerned about this. So I try to talk about it not in terms of politics or party, but actually in terms of human rights and the dignity of women, the dignity of people to make their own decisions, to bring whomever they want to into that exam room, whether it's a somebody from their faith or if it's their family or it's the physician. We have got to recognize that these are areas where so many agree, so many Americans, and it is not dependent upon party. When I was co-chair of the Lancaster County Republican Party, I was elected to be the co-chair and I was on Planned Parenthood's board. You know, there, there was a point, and, and a lot of those people are still in the party, and we have to do whatever we can to bring them together and to work with us. We have to be all in this together. Can you speak to anything else about your secret sauce? working across the aisle. You talk openly about your son being gay, and these are people that you're legislating with, and they want to take away rights, one from your daughter and from your son. Like, how are you doing it? We could all take a lesson from you. 
nice. Well, I don't, I'm not perfect at it for sure, but what I have on my podium is kindness in your voice. Mm -hmm. And I I think I learned early on that if you're trying to convince somebody and your antagonism and rage shows through in what you're saying, their barriers are going to come up just like ours do when somebody's trying to embattle us. So I, I don't know what the secret sauce is. I just know that we're all on journeys in life where we all care about our families. We all care about our jobs and having good jobs and being paid living wages and, and care about health care. We, we know that those things are all important. And we just, sometimes I think we just have to get people to listen a little better and point out, you know, when they, when they start meeting people with these issues, instead of insulating themselves, I, I think that, you know, people can be swayed and people can care about others. And that's, that's really my belief and what I'm trying to do. The other secret sauce is a sense of humor. You have to have a sense of humor and be able to tease people and take the teasing right back to really try to make any difference. And I do think that, you know, I have made friends in that legislative body that I never thought I would make. And I really feel like it has been a wonderful journey. And yeah, there's some people that I don't agree with at all, but a couple of them I I truly like a lot. So we can find common ground in some things. And I, I do think that our legislature is a precious little gem in the middle of the country, able to still work back and forth. The parties have not completely taken over and we are able to work on important matters, including human trafficking. I work with some of the most conservative senators and issues regarding reading for kids in the schools. I work with Senator Linehan. We just have to be able to find common ground where we can and move forward. We, we're Americans. We're not each other's enemies. We're each other's family, friends, colleagues. And we have to recognize that the differences that we find and the arguments that we, we may have do not make us each other's enemies. And so we really do have to move forward in that regard. And I think that that's really uh, resonating with people. And I think people are grateful that we're not going negative. What are some lessons that you've learned from your last two elections? What I learned is I've, I've got to get to certain areas of the state better. And we were in a very compact time frame for that special election. We've always looked forward to the general. That's been our primary focus. But I felt like we couldn't avoid being in that special if I were serious about running and serious about this message. So we took that on knowing it was sort of a risk. But fortunately, people are still very supportive and people are contributing and we're very grateful for that. I have to now balance fundraising and getting out door to door. Those are two major things to try to balance. I will put your website in our show notes so folks can sign up to volunteer or donate to your campaign. So I have been so eager to talk to you about your recent invitation to meet with Kamala Harris and other state senators a few weeks ago. Before I dive into all that with you, I want the listeners to hear your opening remarks that you brought to the table. Uh, Senator Patty Pansing Brooks, who's a Nebraska state senator, welcome, and I'd love to hear from you too. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm deeply honored to be asked by Vice President Harris to come for this extraordinary opportunity to speak with you today as a Nebraska state senator and not as a candidate for Congress. Thank you, Vice President Harris, for bringing together state leaders who are fighting to protect privacy and reproductive rights across this great nation. I am also grateful to President Biden for his executive order today that he issued uh, protecting Americans' right to privacy and reproductive rights. 
The recent Supreme Court opinion to overturn Roe v. Wade has spread fear, sadness, and rage among women and their loved ones in this precious country. Uh, my daughter, the recent, uh, my daughter does, now does not have the same rights that I have had most of my life. Mm -hmm. And the government does not deserve a seat at my daughter's or any of our daughter's exam table. The scope of the opinion and the concurring opinion go well beyond historic abortion rights. The opinion is undermining women's rights and access to birth control, in vitro fertilization, uh, rights to same-sex intimacy and marriage, uh, among many other rights. Women are being sent back to the dark ages uh, without a say in what in the world happens to them in their most private matters in their lives. However, there is always hope for the women in our nation. As President Biden said today, we must vote. We must get out and vote. Protecting reproductive rights and bodily autonomy has been an important part of my life and, of my, and that of my family. I was a member of the Planned Parenthood board uh, in Lincoln in the, in the 1990s, as well as an outspoken advocate for reproductive health throughout my time as a community leader and volunteer. As a state senator, I have never stopped fighting for reproductive rights of women in Nebraska. I worked to continue funding for Planned Parenthood in our state so they can support women who are seeking multiple reproductive health care rights. Most importantly, I have fought to protect abortion access across Nebraska. Multiple bills seeking to limit or ban abortions uh, have been brought to the Nebraska Unicameral, uh, which I've consistently opposed. In January this year, the most draconian bill was brought to the floor with hopes that when and if Roe v. Wade would be overturned, immediately it would make abortion uh, illegal in Nebraska with absolutely no exceptions. Due to our efforts, the trigger bill was defeated and abortion is still legal across Nebraska. As we look at forward and ahead to a potential se session, I'm not looking forward to it, as we look ahead to a special <laughs> session for the Nebraska Unicameral, the fight to protect reproductive rights will continue with passion and determination. We all know that banning abortions does not prevent them. Um, it only makes them unsafe and dangerous. We, with the Dobbs decision, a state has the power to force a woman to carry to term at any point, always. That authority is intolerable in our democracy. I will not put the lives of Nebraskans at risk, and I will continue to fight for all women's reproductive rights. Again, thank you so much, Vice President Harris, uh, for this amazing honor to discuss the importance of reproductive health care and bodily autonomy for women across our nation. I will vigorously continue to stand for all women to protect their rights as free and equal citizens under the law. Senator Kansing Brooks, thank you for your long-standing leadership on this issue and many others. Thank you. Wow, those were some powerful words. Thank you so much for continuing to be such a strong advocate for reproductive rights for Nebraskans. So what was it like being at a roundtable discussion with Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, it wasn't a true honor. And, you know, I think 20 years ago, people would have recognized that as a, as a true honor. Now that people are so political in a way, 
I think some people are like, well, big deal. And you know, what, what is that? And I, I felt like pinching myself the whole time to be sitting with the second in command, having been called by her office with a request to join her. And there was one other state senator and three other state representatives. And it was truly a remarkable experience that I'll never forget. And I'm so honored to have been asked. And she came in very unassuming. I mean, very, I, when I, when I was going, I was wondering whether she'd come in and like royalty or what it would be like. And she just quietly came in and greeted us and shook hands and, and we sat down and I was very impressed by her humility. And she gave a really great talk about how we had been asked because we were each representing a state that is considering a special session on the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And she talked for a while, then we each gave about a two minute spiel. And then they ushered the press out really fast, which was interesting. We had an hour discussion with her, which was really amazing to me. And we were able to talk about a number of different things, what's going on in our states, you know, that we are gearing up, we are preparing and working for a special session. If it happens, uh, we are not going to be caught flat-footed. The administration wants to be supportive of the states and, and wants us to know that they are there to help, that they're planning on visiting the various states and that they want to be wholeheartedly connected in a partnership with all of us so that we aren't just out there alone trying to struggle with this. It was truly an honor. I was so grateful and really probably a once in a lifetime opportunity. I hear a lot of feedback that, you know, the Biden administration's not doing enough and stuff. And I and I get it. I also recognize their hands are tied, but it's stuff like this that's happening behind the scenes that I don't think people realize. The fact that yeah. they recognize little old, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska has, you know, has this unicameral and there's people fighting and they're going to send people out there to support you guys. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I also noticed that Kamala was super impressed with your long history of protecting women's rights. She gave you a little compliment. I was like, very nice. I was quite honored. That was very nice of her to say. So do you have any updates about the special session? From what I've read, it says, you know, even if you guys were to get called back, it's very unlikely that anything would happen because the Dems aren't planning to change their position or anything like that. We're not. And, you know, we're just meeting to not be caught unawares. We are geared up and we'll be contemplating, you know, which parts of the arguments some of us will take as as it goes forward. And we're just scared. And if they want to bring it, bring it because we'll be there ready to fight. And I hope that the voters and all of our constituents will be writing and objecting to the draconian bill that at least was was attempted to be passed this past session with no exceptions, rape, incest, the health of the mother, truly, truly just, they're, they're attempting to put us back in the dark ages. And I just, I, I, I cannot imagine after fighting so long for these issues about our autonomy, our ability to make our decisions, and then have people just deciding this, you know, again, people were concerned about masks and, you know, whether a or little, not somebody- A little piece of cloth being, you know, so invasive. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And now we're going to force women to give birth. And, you know, in a, in a democracy, that's unacceptable to have this happening. The, the other thing is the irony of the fact that women are going to be 
forced to give birth on one hand or stop from giving birth in the instance of in vitro fertilization. I mean, it's just, you can't make this up. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah. And, and then once this baby is, is born, um, most of the GOP is voted against expanding Medicaid, expanding food stamps. Their tax credit, they took away. It isn't even just not supporting it. They took away yeah. the child tax credit. Yeah. Which helps which helps poor people. I've brought the earned income tax credit every year uh, in the legislature, and that is shown to be the greatest help of getting families up and out of poverty. And it's it's for working families. Right. And so there should not be much complaint about that. But again, no, you know, these people, once once the child is born, they're on their own. Well, again, we're, we're lucky to have you fight the fight. And actually, I was I am in awe of your drive and energy and tenacity with your campaigning and what you're fighting for. So I'm curious, what kind of things do you do to help yourself recharge? And then what kind of tips can you offer to volunteers who are fighting across Nebraska to get Democratic candidates elected? Okay, well, first, I'd say don't be discouraged, because, you know, you might hear something or somebody will say, oh, well, this hasn't happened. And, and, you know, the statistics in CD1 for me were not great. But I'm just, I was determined that this path open once we redistricted. Things happen and, and the volunteers can make a difference. There's a great quote by Clarissa Pincola Estes that each act adds, adds to, adds more to tip the balance towards an enduring good. It's it's much better than what I just said. But you know, I, I really feel that for volunteers and everyone, every single act that anyone can do, it will help towards the whole goal of embracing humanity, embracing women, and helping us to move forward in a good and kind and compassionate way. So that's one thing. Right now, it's pretty a pretty lot of time going on with uh, calls and, and going door to door and all that. But I do try to have Oh, just some quiet time. I have sort of a strong faith, so I have some quiet time. But also reading and being with my family are are what really give me the boost in my life. Give you that recharge juice. (laughs) Yeah, they do. We have a little COVID puppy and that's that's good. Oh, I love it. So what is the biggest takeaway about your campaign that you want listeners both in our district and beyond? What is your hope that they get from your campaign and what you're doing? Number one, I hope that they can understand and we're, we're going to be putting out some of the statistics about what a difference we've made and and how close this was and we really hope to be able to reach out to people and let them know that there is hope with with all of this and that that we I think most people do have a feel for that they didn't I guess people expected me to do worse I expected to do better of course but that's the candidate's role I think but you know the fact that I had the historic high of any Democrat in uh, Lancaster County and fact that vote by mail applications were not sent out in Sarpy County there are are a lot of things that we can do and we will do that will help to grow this campaign and to make it so that we win in November. And we're very excited about the The contributions are still coming. And, you know, we, we just have to work, work, continue working, work smarter. We now have information that we never would have had had we not had a special election. So in a way that was a blessing. We're just very hopeful and excited about it. So I hope other people can understand that too. I'm hoping to gain some votes because Towards the end, I know that there was a movement to vote, not vote for me because of the fact that they didn't want me gone during the special session. And I tried to talk to people to say, well, 
you know, if I win, that will certainly make a huge statement. I think they'd have more trouble and they needed more than one vote too. I hope those people will be back on, not confused, uh, voting for me. I, I cannot be in the legislature in January. So I'm hoping that they catch that they need to vote for me. And in fact, I heard they were told to vote for flood for some reason. So I don't know why they just didn't show up if they weren't going to vote for me, but that's okay. I was, so it was fun. It's these like little online rumors that like spiral and it's like it's too like once it gets out it's like too late to like unravel it but like you said thank goodness that was test run for the special election now let's get them back and (laughs) so now and i'm i'm happy to continue in my role as a state senator i will be fighting ardently and vigorously to protect women's rights to bodily autonomy and to make their own healthcare decisions. But I hope that also people will recognize they need to get up and vote for me in November. And that, you know, part of the goal will be to codify Roe. And we've got to get people out voting and making a difference on that. Yes. And like you said, really stressing that it may not feel like it, but your vote actually will make a difference with the with the slim margin if we can flip this seat that's just one extra yeah. vote in in the house that will can make or break these things so yeah exactly well let's go let's do it <laughs> let's do Woo-hoo. thank you for all you do and you even went door to door which was so wonderful and kind so to your listeners please follow in Leah's footsteps and volunteer, whether it's for me or for Tony or for somebody else, please get out there and make a difference and uh, participate in this blessed democracy that we have. It's only strong if we're all in it together. I 100% approve that message. Patty, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy campaign schedule to come back on the Swing Left Nebraska podcast to chat about your success with the special election and your ongoing pursuit in fighting for a more equitable, inclusive, and prosperous Nebraska. I love Patty's message that we must participate in this democracy we have. It's only strong if we all participate. And there's so many ways that we can show up to mobilize and take action that feels the most comfortable for you. If you want to help out with Patty's campaign, head to pattyforcongress.com. Click on the Take Action tab. There are so many different ways that you can help. You can knock on doors, host a house party, phone bank, text bank, help with digital organizing, write postcards, even requesting a yard sign to put in front of your house makes a huge difference. And if you're someone that doesn't have a lot of time or for whatever reason, volunteering just isn't your thing, donations are always helpful for campaigns. A little truly goes a long way. So head to pattyforcongress.com to sign up for volunteer opportunities or to donate to her campaign. If you're looking for ways to get involved with any other of the Nebraska Democratic campaigns, you can head over to our new fresh swingleftnebraska.com website on our Help Win in Nebraska page. You're going to be able to find all sorts of different things that you can do to join in the fight in electing Democrats candidates in Nebraska. Swing Left Nebraska hosts a variety of regular volunteer letter writing,
campaign canvassing and get out the vote efforts, the Nebraska Democratic Party, the DCCC, and Women Who Run Nebraska hosts regular volunteer trainings, phone banking, postcard writing, and so much more. You can also head to our Nebraska Democratic Candidate page. You'll find links to the websites for Nebraska candidates and ways that you can volunteer on specific campaigns. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode and share the podcast to help amplify the voices of pro-democracy democratic candidates in Nebraska. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Are you ready? Let's mobilize. Let's take action. Let's go. Ready, set, go. Get ready to go.